Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us Brandon Richardson. He's the Managing Principal Consultant with Cerberus uh, Southeast Asia. Brandon is with us to talk about the topic which is on many executives' mind these days. Indeed, it's about transition from large Fortune 500 to startup. Brandon, a warm welcome. How are you today? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for the opportunity. That's great. Okay. Would you like to just briefly introduce yourselves to the listeners before we jump into today's topic? Sure. Yeah. So I've, I've been working across really the Asia Pacific space, mainly in China, Singapore, and the United States for the, the last seven years of, of my more than 25-year experience. Um, during this time, I've, I've had the opportunity to work in leadership positions in government, several Fortune 500 companies, and a couple of startups, primarily in the technology, engineering, and product side of the business. Often, I've been brought in to drive transformation efforts, be it digital or business transformation to really inspire people to challenge the status quo so as to deliver a better product, service, and overall enhanced business returns. Okay, and today your life is quite different then because today you're working in a smaller firm. You, you said you've been working in startup now. Would you like to elaborate a little bit of what you do today, Brandon? Today, I'm, I'm really focused actually on helping other startups and enhancing their processes, helping them to digitize. Um, this is a space that I, I just have a, a whole lot of passion for because it's it's such a huge opportunity when you're starting fresh to start with a lot more of the technology efficiencies. These days with AI, generative AI, and, and the opportunities around that space, you can do so much more with with so little today compared to what you could do just five years ago. Yeah, and, and Brandon, this on as I mentioned before, on so many people have this on their mind, you know, perhaps it's a dream, perhaps it's a vision there. Uh, one day I'm gonna join a startup and so on. And especially I think senior executives who spent the, a lifetime in the corporate world, many have this dream and vision. But from there to actually make it a reality is a big step. And you've done that. Uh, so congratulations on that and, and making it happen. For most, it's it's sort of one of those things that remain in, in on the bucket list, but that they never take off. So can I ask you then, what was the, the biggest change for you in order to make this happen? The biggest change for me was going from an organization that had you know, a, a large budget, a lot of resources, lots of people, and then walking to an environment where you're literally focused on cash flow, you know, can we make, can we pay the bills next month? Um, you know, is, does that customer really like our product? You know, are we going to be able to leverage that for the next sale? Um, building products that, that people actually like or need um, and getting that, that very direct feedback from the, the public. I mean, literally to your face in some cases, it's, it's a huge shift. Um, and all the ambiguity around that environment and the fact that you really don't have a job description you just you have to do whatever's necessary in that space to make it happen 
Yeah, and how did you navigate all these changes then? Did you have uh, some support, some network or some coach or uh, who helped you through this? Or did you just find your own way? It was a combination. I I did have some people in my network that I leveraged for mentorship. Um, I had had a lot of training when I was in the U.S. military around how to deal with ambiguous environments. And, and I found that training to be extremely helpful, you know, having been in a war zone and dealt with just really challenging situations, I found that a startup in many ways is very similar. You know, things are changing every day. The plan you walk in with that day is likely going to go out the door and you have to adjust. Uh, you have to be flexible. Right. And based on all your experience then in the Fortune 500 companies, was it some key skills that you can bring across over to the startup world? A lot of it was was knowing the pieces and parts that needed to be there. So when you're looking at some of the things on the finance side, for example, knowing, okay, this, this is how your, your expenses should be categorized. This is how, you know, the the overall budget should be done kind of those those big moving pieces that you you really nail down when you're in a, a large fortune 500 company um because in a startup a lot of the people you bring in they want to run fast and they just want to do 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 and sometimes you know they're hitting that gray area and you need to guide them back onto the path of let's keep things you know we're not going to get ourselves in trouble here uh, or we know that we may have trouble down the line if we do X. So let's let's put some you know pieces in place there to where we can resolve that fairly quickly. Right. And then having come from the large firms you worked for, Brandon, you must have had a lot of colleagues and felt that you were part of a bigger team and so on. And suddenly you are in a startup with less uh, less people around you and so on. And what I'm hearing when I'm speaking with many entrepreneurs say it can be quite lonely as an entrepreneur and as to say even lonely at the top. And if it's a small firm, then and you, you're naturally at the top of this. How did you feel uh, then? And how did you cope with this change? It was, uh, I mean, it was, it was kind of shocking. <laughs> you know, I, I walked into an organization and I was the first technical person in there, but I had been in in technical leadership roles for most of my career. So I walk in and I mean, literally people are like, Hey, my computer doesn't work. Fix it. You're the tech guy. You know? So I, I had to get very hands-on. Um, it was very isolating at the beginning. Um, one of the things that I think I should have done better. Uh, one of the big lessons learned that I had was really, I should have expanded my external network quite a bit more before I made this transition. Um, I thought I had a good network. And then what I, what I came to find was that my network was largely connected to those fortune 500 companies I was in. And it wasn't quite as relevant when I went into this startup. Yeah. So a clear message there, but develop a network. So you're more surrounded. <laughs> and that's something that I'm talking a lot about myself, Brandon, obviously, but when I say we need to have both a, personal network of people we can be vulnerable with when the pressure is on us and also a professional network and it's not so easy to be vulnerable and open about our challenges with the external network but i hear that that makes a big difference when someone make a switch so how did you cope with those pressures then there must have been some moments when you uh, were second guessing what am i doing or so on what what was the biggest challenges you had and during this phase and how did you overcome them oh wow the 
the biggest challenge was, well, there were so many, <laughs> but one of the biggest ones was, was really around team dynamics. So, you know, when I had hired in the past, you know, when you're in a large Fortune 500 company, you already have a large team, you're hiring really for kind of that very specific skill set you needed. But when you're in a startup, you've got to hire much more broadly. You know, can this person be flexible? Can they do multiple things other than just code, for example, or just do logistics? They, they've got to be able to be more broad than that. But the the team team dynamics, it's just, it's a make or break. And um, I mean, you're one deep or not even one deep in some areas. And you have to have people that you bring on board that you can trust. And you can also give them some rope to go into areas that they may not be an expert in. And it's okay if they don't do well. You know, they're not going to fire them tomorrow. You know, you're going to give them the support and the help they need to, to be successful, knowing that this is an area that is gray for them or brand new for them. Um, I, I think that's a that's a key thing. Those those team dynamics, gosh, it when it went wrong, it went way wrong, and it, it got very poisonous very quickly. But when it was right, it felt like a family. It felt you know very close, and you could just do amazing things together. Right, that sounds inspiring. And if there's some of the listeners uh, who really are you know have this on their mind, they want to go ahead and, and join a startup or go for their own startup, any key advice what would be the key advice you can give to them and perhaps what would be the first step they should do if um first is is find an area that you're really going to be passionate on because you know this is something that's going to be all consuming you know i didn't i didn't work 40 hour weeks i i don't even know how many hours in many cases i would work but it was probably well over 80 um and it was all consuming it was weekends it was nights it was it was all day long. It was, you know, getting woken up in the middle of the night to do something. Um, it, it was all consuming. So you have to have something that you really are passionate about, that you really are are willing to put your your 120% into. Um, I think that's that's absolutely key. But in if you're going to join a startup, ask a lot of questions up front, especially around, you know, what, how, how, where their funding is coming from, you know, what that runway looks like, what their cash flow looks like, you know, how they get from A to Z uh, as far as the product or the service that they're providing. You, you've got to ask a lot of questions and do a lot of your own due diligence. Yeah, I can, I can feel that one. <laughs> Brandon, I think I've been approached many times uh, with very exciting ideas. It might be a product or service that I'm passionate about. And if it's a, a let's say, a previous colleague or a previous boss of mine who's very excited and they come to, you, hey, we have this fantastic opportunity. Would you like to join us? And it's very easy to get excited and jump on that. But I think with a tip you say that Brandon is very good look at, is this actually a solid plan? Do they have a cash flow? Is this going to work out? I, I jump on some of these in the past and it ended up being a, a dead end basically and then i had to do a u-turn and come back to something uh, something else brandon uh, so there's a lot out there that might not materialize isn't it that that's that's so true that is so true i've i've been down the same road had uh had a few dead ends in that respect and and it's it's definitely a learning experience 
Yes, definitely. Okay. And Brandon, thank you so much for talking about this, about transition from large fortune 500 to startups. And uh, is there any other message that you think is vital to pass on to listeners today in, on this topic? It's it's really the rewards of doing something like this. So, you know, I while I had the ambition to go out and do this, I, I, I did it at a time when, you know, life-wise, maybe not the best, you know, kid about to enter high school. <laughs> Life was complicated. But um, I loved going into work every day. You know, even in the times when it was hard, those those times would pass fairly quickly. It was stressful, but I, I really loved my job and in some of these startups. And it was it was a lot of fun. Um, so that part of it is is definitely there if you find find the right place, but expect to work your butt off for sure. Yeah, clear message there, and that's certainly what I hear also from the most people who join the startup world. It 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 can consume you, so be ready for it, and also manage the expectations of everyone around you. Don't just say yes when you're excited. Also, if you have a family, make sure that they are aboard so that it doesn't backfire later on. Right, Brandon. That's super important. I'm I'm very lucky to have a very supportive wife in that respect. That's great. Okay. And if anyone want to continue this discussion, Brandon, or reach out to you in any way, what's the best way for them to contact you? LinkedIn is really the, the best way to get a hold of me these days. Fantastic. Okay. Any final note uh, you want to leave to the listeners before we let you go? Just take the, the risk, take the plunge. If you have the opportunity, it's, it can be hugely rewarding for you. That sounds great. Let's leave on that high note. Thank you so much, Brandon. And thanks for the listeners as well. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secret of the C-suite.